if you have to force yourself to exercise, it is truly a chore. And you might be able to get to the point to where it's a habit and you actually do it. And you don't hate it quite so much. It's not so hard, but still you're forcing yourself to do it. But when it becomes a ritual, you can tell the people that have it has worse become a ritual, something they enjoy, something that just changes them and they enjoy it in and of itself, right? So the actual exercise becomes the thing they love. I'm Clint Hoops, and this is the Unrivaled Man Podcast. The Unrivaled Man is where we help businessmen like you be the unrivaled leader in their work and home. We're revealing the perspective you've been missing to upgrade your identity and become better husbands, fathers, family men, and business owners. Let's get started. Welcome to the Unrivaled Man Podcast. So excited to have you here with me once again today. You know, this last weekend, I actually went camping with my boys. I have three boys, and we went camping, had a ton of fun, too much fun, <laughs> to the point where we were staying up way too late, <laughs> way too late. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just what you do, right? When you're out having fun, you just keep having fun. So we finally got to bed, and it was way too close to midnight, especially for the young boys that I have, but it's a ton of fun. And when you're out camping, what happens? As soon as that sun rises, you are awake again. And so that's what happened. That's what happened. That next morning, I was just tired. <laughs> but the kids didn't seem to be tired. That always happens. And I was tired the next day. And that's just that's just what happens. And typically, many of us will actually complain about not getting enough sleep. It's not always due to being out camping with the kids. But often, it's staying up too late, watching a show or you know, scrolling on social media or whatever it might be, we end up staying up too late. Back in episode number 24, we talked a lot about the importance of getting enough sleep and some strategies there. And, you know, it's funny. We will often say we have a bad habit, right, of staying up too late or doing whatever that is that keeps us from getting to sleep like we'd like to, whatever those distractions are. Then the morning comes, right, and just like me this last weekend, you're tired in the morning. What do many of us do when this happens? Our alarm goes off. We have great intentions of getting up. We'll hit the snooze button, right? I have read that most people, so right, more than half of people hit the snooze button at least once. Now, I must admit, years ago, I did have this habit and I, I had to find a way to, <laughs> to get rid of it. I started putting my phone where my alarm was in the other room, right? Some of you may have done a strategy like this and it resolve that issue for me. And so it's a good thing. So if you have that issue, might be something to consider. But are you one of these people, right? Are you one of these people that when morning comes, you push the snooze button? You might say, once again, that's another bad habit. I have these habits in our lives, so all kinds of habits, and we call them good, we call them bad. But in the end, we have these habits. And really in the end, the real question we should be asking is this, right? What is our behavior telling us, right? So these habits that we have, what are our behaviors and these habits telling us about the success that we will or we won't experience later on, right? It doesn't often happen that quickly, 
We don't often see these bad habits, the effects of these bad habits come to pass quickly. But what are these behaviors that we have telling us about the success that we will or won't experience in the future? So have some statistics for you that I want to share. First off, I'm going to share the links to all of the quotes and all of the statistics that I share today. There's, there are quite a few of them, actually. They're all going to be in the show notes. So anything you have, you can find it right there. Starting out, this first study. So this study had about 1,808 workers, right? And of these 1,808 people, nearly 46% of them said that their career success was due to having the right habits. So nearly half of the people said that their career success was due to having the right habits. The interesting thing is that they ranked having the right habits twice as critical to their success than even making the right decisions or having the decisions that they made, right? Which only about 22.5% said that was the most important. So 46% of them said that their right habits were even more important than the decisions they made. Now that is a very interesting thought. So these people also said that around 50% of them said that their overall success in all parts of life were due to having the right habits. And if you had been in that study, you may have answered something very similar. You may look at your life and think of the great habits that you have and how much they actually impact your entire life, including work, for the better. I could probably say the same about my life. Some of the best things I've done The best things I've accomplished have come from great habits that I've had. So in past episodes, we've talked about keystone habits, right? A keystone is at the top of the arch. It's the part that kind of holds everything together, right? To hold an arch. And so keystone habits are kind of like the first domino, right? If you do a keystone habit, you push over the first domino, the other ones will fall. They're much easier to accomplish because you did the first one. You did the keystone habit, right? We've talked about that in the past. So you have keystone habits and keystone rituals. Lewis Howes, he said this, he said, the key to forming good habits is to make them part of your rituals. So that begs the question, right? We've already talked about what habits are and you all know what that are, but then we talk about rituals. So what are rituals? So when I think of rituals, I think of lots of different things. I think of everything from religious rituals to I start going. I played a lot of baseball growing up. And it makes me think about, you know, everyone kind of had their own little ritual that they would do either, you know, warming up for the game or when they go up to bat, you know, they'll tap home plate a certain way or they'll do a certain number of practice swings, something to get them in the zone, right? I also was a pitcher in high school baseball. And and I remember there were little things that I would do that I like to do. And if I did it just right, as I approached the mound, it would just kind of help me focus. And you see that all over the place in lots of different sports. And it's an interesting thing to see how some of those little rituals would change things for us. So, you know, it's interesting as we go through rituals and we think about rituals in other parts of our life. What are these rituals at work? or in our personal life, what are they, right? And so for me, I think about a ritual in a few different ways. 
Greg McEwen is the author of a book called Essentialism. And he actually has several other fantastic books that I love. And he said this about rituals. He said, a ritual is something you enjoy doing in and of itself. So a ritual is something you enjoy doing in and of itself. So that's kind of interesting. So he says that the ritual, part of the reason that you do it, part of the draw is that you enjoy doing it because of itself, because of the very thing, right? So how do you form a ritual then? Right. He goes on. He has another quote. He says this. He said, mindset is the key to going from a chore to a habit to a ritual. So what he's implying here from what I can see is, is that he says often these habits start out as chores, something that isn't really fun to do. When I think of a chore, I think of something that isn't fun to do. So often they start out as chores. Eventually they become a habit. But habits are a little different. Habits seem easier to get rid of, even though I know we have bad habits and they're kind of hard to get rid of sometimes. I know that happens. But good habits, it seems, are also pretty easy to get rid of, right? These good habits. But rituals, there's something different. There is something different. There's kind of a different element, right? And I think that's what he's getting at here. It's something that you enjoy in and of itself. So how do we get more rituals in our lives for the good things, right? Because you also could have bad rituals, things that are bad habits that have just become normal and you enjoy them so much, you just keep doing them. So how do we make these good rituals part of our lives? First off, we got to think about some of the rituals that we already have, that we already do. You know, so for me, brushing my teeth each day is a ritual that I do. It's something that I do kind of find joy in it, you know, having a clean mouth and it's just something that just gets me ready. Like, okay, it's time to go to bed. You know, I'm brushing my teeth, get ready for bed. It's just, it's something that just, it just works. But it didn't start out that way. I remember being young and having my parents, you know, hound me to brush my teeth and I didn't care, didn't understand why, or I didn't understand why and I still didn't care. (laughs) But that's kind of where life goes. But now it's completely different. If I get into bed and I haven't brushed my teeth, I'll actually get out of bed, go out there and brush my teeth, right? But that rarely happens because I do have my ritual that I do before I go to bed. I do the same things and it just happens and I actually enjoy it, right? I enjoy it. So brushing your teeth, meditating might be that for you. You might have that as part of your ritual. You just get up and you meditate or pray and it's just what you do. You just get in the zone and you enjoy it and it happens and it gives you an impact in your life that you're looking for. Other people, it might be reading. It might be writing in a journal getting your thoughts or recording the history of your life. Those might all be things that you enjoy and they've become more than a habit at this point. They are a ritual. They are something that you do that you enjoy and that changes you. So what rituals do you want to form, right? Often we'll think about kind of our future self, right? Who do we want to become? Who is that person that we want to become, right? That great father, that great husband, that great leader at work, we have these different roles in our lives and we think, okay, who do I want to become in each one of those roles? And there are habits and rituals that you can form that will help you get closer to becoming that person, that version of yourself that you want so bad to become. So what do we do? How do we change our mindset? Greg McEwen said that it's a change of mindset to help us go from it being a chore 
to a habit, and then to a ritual that you actually enjoy doing. So what are some of the things you can do? Now, for me, mindset is all about reframing. It's all about the way that you look at it. It's taking things at a different angle to help you see it differently, right? I think for me, it's so funny. Doing the dishes at my own house is a chore. But if I'm at like a friend's house and you just had dinner, you did something, doing the dishes doesn't seem like a chore. Why is that? Why is that? Isn't it so funny? Maybe there's something different for you. But for me, that's something that's just, it's just different. It doesn't seem like a big deal. There are different things in our lives that we can reframe. It's just a different framing, a different mindset. Exercise is probably the example that I think of most here that kind of fits best. We often talk about exercise in this way. Exercise, so one of the things you can do is to find something that you enjoy that much. Reframe it, not as exercise, but reframe it as something you enjoy. I've mentioned on the podcast before that I love to mountain bike. There are other things that I like to do that provide exercise and are fun. So you go find what it is for you. Instead of just framing exercise as just weights and just running, which is what a lot of people think of when they think of exercise. And they think, well, I don't like either of those. Well, go change it. Change the way it looks. Change the mindset. And maybe lifting weights isn't so bad when all of a sudden you frame it in a different way. Because maybe it's going to help you on the basketball court. It's going to help you on the pickleball or tennis court or something else that you enjoy doing. It now reframes that exercise, reframes what you're doing to a point where you enjoy it in and of itself. Because your mindset is different in regards to that thing. So what is it you want to change? When you look at that future version of you that you want to become, Where do you want to work? Is it with something in your daily routine or your morning routine? Is it something in your leadership that you want to change in the way that you treat your employees or the way that you show up for your family, for your wife? What is it you want to change and how can you make a ritual, something you enjoy doing that will help you make the change and become that version of you? Now, one thing we want to be careful of is to not try and change too much at once. This doesn't always work out for the best. Sometimes in life, things are transformational. And holy cow, you end up changing a lot of things and you've been able to make it happen. I've had some times in my life where that has worked. But I will tell you, most of the time, my successful transformations have happened toward becoming who I want to become, is deciding who it is I want to become, what I want to do, and then making the conscious decision to install a habit and then a ritual into my life. And doing this one at a time really does work best for most people. Now, another study has shown that when people focus on changing just one single behavior at a time, the likelihood that they will retain that new habit for a year or more is around 80%. If they just focus, right? The focus does that for them. But those who try to do two or more behaviors, it says that success drops as low as 20%. So what have you found true in your life? Have you found that to be true? That when you focus, you actually accomplish more and it sticks? Is that's when you start turning it into a great habit and then a ritual, something you truly enjoy, something that truly transforms you. 
So what are you going to do? What are you going to intentionally change in your life? And in which part of life are you going to change it to help form a ritual that's going to help you accomplish your biggest goals? What if you're not clear on your biggest goals? What do you do, right? If you're not clear on who you want to be and what you want to do and how to get this momentum in your life, then go to unrivaledman.com. There's a link in the show notes. And watch my Unrivaled Momentum Quick Start Training. As we start going through figuring out, okay, how do I make these rituals? And what do I really even want to do? What do I really want to accomplish? And once I decide what it is I want, how do I get there? How do I get that momentum? The momentum that only comes from knowing where you want to be. Knowing who you want to be. If you want to figure out and discover how to get more momentum in your life, go ahead and check out this training. I'd love to share it with you to help you get additional momentum and to be able to discover these things just for you. All right, you got this. Thanks for joining me this week. I can't wait to hear how you change yourself to be able to have better habits and better rituals in your life. Now it is up to you to be the unrivaled man in your life. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Unrivaled Man Podcast. I'm Clint Hoops, and if this show has impacted you, please share it with a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts.